Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about bud washing. But before we moved on to that episode, I just wanted to remind you all that next week our schedule is going to be a little bit different than usual. We're going to have three interviews next week, an interview on Monday, an interview on Wednesday, and an interview on Friday instead of our normal schedule. And then after that week, we'll be going back to normal where you'll have your cannabis news on Monday, interview on Wednesday, and the Grow Guides on Friday. We're just taking a week off from our usual episode this week and then we'll be back to normal next week but anyway the interviews we have next week are all real good episodes man and make sure you come and join us next week for those we have one breeder steve our good friend breeder steve is coming back to join us next week we had a great discussion with him a couple of weeks ago and we're sending that out next week for you guys as well and there's a real special interview as well of a guy called ryan sprague who hasn't been on the show before but we had him on last week and he's a cannabis lifestyle coach Got loads of really good advice and we just had a great conversation with him. Some real good energy from that guy. So join us for that interview next week as well. But anyway, for now, let's move on to this episode of The Grow Guides. I hope you enjoy it. Again, it's about budwashing. And we have a discussion at the end as well about our healthcare workers and how the healthcare systems in our different countries works as well. So it's a real interesting episode. I hope you enjoy it. As usual, roll a fat one and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So we are on episode 69. So we're talking about washing your dangly bits. (laughs) (laughs) Mildly inappropriate. I mean, I mean, buds, everybody buds, right? Gosh. And of course, this is a controversial subject. And many people will hear hear you say, you know, washing your buds. And you'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? I mean, get them wet. That means inviting your friends over and, and bathing them, right? Washing your buds. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Like back in the Roman days. Come <laughs> yeah. on, buds mm-hmm. are coming up. We're going to take a bath. Yes. With a shared loofah. <laughs> oh, God. They did stuff like that too back then, which is really gross. Oh, yeah. 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 The old toilet Public. loofah that dipped in the bucket and then just oh, shared God. around. The... And you're like, well, <laughs> sick back then. well yeah. maybe it's you know, sick. Washing your face with the bit the guy washed his ass with five minutes ago, you know, goddamn. Oh, God, that's so washed nasty. his plums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a little bit off topic here. Let's try and get back to where we were. You know, we're Let's talking talk about, about cannabis you know, buds. Yeah, cannabis buds, everybody. So, on some occasions, maybe you might be growing in a, a dirty environment where there's a lot of dust and debris in the air. And that might get onto your buds over time. Maybe it's smoky. Maybe you've used pesticides at some point throughout the grow and you want to wash it off the plant. You know, there's many different reasons why you would want to wash your buds. So well, that's what we're going to be talking if, about. Sorry, man. If you're outdoors, you've got, uh, you know, insect uh, frass that gets on your buds. and AKA it, poop. Yes. Exactly. There you go. I didn't want to say it that way, but it's a lot easier to understand insect poop. There you go. Uh, road dust. I mean, come on. Cars come mm-hmm. down the road, kick up dust, a little dust storm, windstorm. There's so much stuff can get on your buds mm-hmm. outdoors. That's right, man. And- Sorry, Mickey. Uh, nothing. I stopped right there. All right, all right. I thought you were going to say something. 
yeah so uh, washing your budget might sound scary but it's actually not that difficult to do and uh, it doesn't really increase the risk of mold or anything growing on your plants as well and though it does sound crazy you have to remember that outdoors when plants are grown outdoors they get rained on quite often so you know buds can get wet and be fine as long as they're dried off properly so that's what we're going to talk about washing buds so has anybody on the monkey have you ever washed buds before no i've only ever grown indoors and i've never found the need to wash buds so i've only mm. read about it never done it right what about you marge you've grown outdoors before have you ever washed your buds before no well yeah no not really no Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Sounds like there's a story there about Marge doesn't want to tell. <laughs> it just seems I know that people do it, but to me it seems intuitively wrong. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So well, maybe you'll have to educate me today. That's because as you know, home growers, that's one of the prime things you always you told about keep your flowers nice and dry or they'll rot. So right. you know, why do I want to wash my bud? Yeah. It seems counterintuitive to me, but I know people do it. So let's find out why. Yeah. What, what are you saying, Bubble? Have oh. you done it before? Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've done it. Outdoors only, though. Hmm. Hmm. What's it was a specific year, reason? The, yeah. Year, the year of the dust storm mm, that comes mm-hmm. through, and it's like the, the whole, whole fucking plant covered in red dust. I'm wow. Like, mm, I'm going to have to wash that shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to <laughs> smoke you can... that shit, yeah. No, no. Well, we had. Um, Oh, geez, it would have been over 10 years ago now. And we had a um, a massive dry spell and the wind blew up and just over like two states was just this massive dust cloud, like to the point where I got up in the morning, looked out the window and it was like the apocalypse had started. It was just everything was red. It was feral. Uh, I knew right then I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Go and clean the shit out of that. So um so, yes, I did have to do it then. And I've done it before where um, I've had issues outdoors with, um, like, spider mites and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's – I mean, it's a – I don't do it often. I don't do it with my indoor because um, I keep my indoor clean. But outdoors, yes. Yeah, man. I've, I've washed buds before as well. I've taken down a crop. I can't remember which one specifically. Uh, and I don't know why I did it as well. I thought I'd just try it because I've never really had a big enough bug problem to warrant washing buds but i have done it before and it was fine man it was not like the flavor was reduced as far as i know you know i didn't test Mm -hmm. it as like part of it being dried uh, part of it being washed and part of it not being washed so i don't know if it made any difference to the flavor and shit but everything went along fine man and you can see the debris in you know debris and the dirt and shit that comes off the bud you can see that stuff in the water as you're cleaning it as well especially with as the plant's big enough so, you know, don't be afraid to do it if you need to, everybody. You, you know, judge for yourselves. It's your plant. If you think that it's got too much debris on or too much dirt or something, then don't be afraid to wash your buds, man. It's not going to cause any damage. Well, it, well, we'll discuss that a little bit further on. But, you know, it, it, it reasonably is harmless to the buds. So don't be shy. Do it if you need to. So where do we begin next? Well, we, we need to discuss how people would go around, what, go about washing their buds. And of course, first off, you need to harvest the plant. So you know, make sure the plant is ready for harvest and you're going to chop off some branches, probably trim them. Uh, it's best to take off at least the big fan leaves first, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what I did. I just took off the big, big, big fan leaves mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and left left some of the smaller stuff, mainly because I didn't want to go squishing all the dust and dirt and whatever else back in to the, the smaller crevices that you're not going to get it out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just the, just the main big fan leaves. And then on, on like, manageable sticks, like manageable collars, not like you know, big V collars that are like two feet long or something like that. Like you got to break it down a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you're going to get you. Sorry, Marge. Sorry, no, I, was Marge. Just I was just following up with bubble hog. You're saying you got to break down the big collars just to ensure that it increases the surface area for washing or why would you need to break it down? Just to make it easier to wash. Um, Cause usually, I mean, the way I did it, I did it with like 20, uh, 25 liter buckets Mm-hmm. Um, so when you've only got 25 liter bucket, it, you kind of want that, that cola or that top and the branch or whatever to be easier to sort of get around in the bucket, where if yeah. you've got like a foot long cola, that's a bit harder <laughs> to sort of get in mm-hmm. and out. And the other mm-hmm. side of that too, you are then wetting that bud. So, you know, you want to get the water off it. And if you're leaving pockets where it's sort of sitting in there, that can add to issues later on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of like a two-pronged reason why mm-hmm. okay yeah so say you, you've harvested a branch off you're gonna cut the plant down you're taking branches off taking off all the you know, the uh fan leaves and maybe even the sugar leaves as well the tip leaves it's up to you. you but you know at least take off the fan leaves first and you're gonna prepare three buckets of water that's the usual way it's done and you know uh, you could, in bucket number one you're going to use warm water, not too warm. You know, you don't want to run the hot tap and shit. Just because you're just trying to uh, agitate it enough to get the debris off. And you just need it a little bit warm, like warm to touch, lukewarm, tepid is the good kind of temperature, but not too warm, of course. And in that, you add uh, two teaspoons of baking soda and two teaspoons of lemon juice per liter. So, and that's just, uh, that will help aggravate the water a little bit more to make stuff. Uh, break down easier when it gets in contact with it. Right? Yeah, is, that, is that what you did, Bubble? Is that what you did when you wash your buds? Um, yeah, I used lemon and baking soda, but I also used um, uh, rainwater. I didn't. I didn't. No, nah, I haven't used peroxide. I I okay. could have, but I didn't because you know I'm hydrogen peroxide. I'm just kind of. I don't want to. Yeah, like well, I don't want to put that in my buds. To. But uh, the hydrogen peroxide is specifically used if you find powdery mildew on your buds. And Jorge Cervantes has got a yeah. vi- good video about that on his YouTube channel. So if you have uh, powdery mildew on your buds, then you can wash them with the hydrogen peroxide mix, and that will get rid of the majority of the powdery mildew on your buds. And then you can smoke them if you wanted to. But, you know, any kind of mold, it's just what it's skeptical. Just, yeah, just don't use... Don't use town water, so like, or or your, you know, city water, whatever you want to call it. Use something like reverse osmosis or rainwater, mm-hmm. because you want to. Water. You're trying to keep impurities and things out. You're not. You don't want to be adding more for the sake of you know. Yeah, so that's bucket number one, and you're gonna have three buckets all together. So bucket number one, as I said, the uh, warm water with two teaspoons of baking soda and two teaspoons of lemon juice per liter. And then in the second bucket, you're going to have just warm water. 
And that's going to help wash off the baking soda and lemon juice. You know, you're going to dip it in the first bucket and give it a little swirl around. Bucket two is just warm water to rinse off what was on uh, bucket number one. And then you have bucket three, which is cold water, just to rinse off everything else. And I don't know, just have the third bucket just to make sure, isn't it? <laughs> not not <laughs> super cold water, though. Mm. That's you don't want to, yeah. Because uh, you don't want to make the trichomes brittle where they come off, because that's the same principle when you're making hash as well. You know, you make it really cold, so the trichomes get brittle and you break them off and then you filter them out. You don't want to do that. So just a, you know, just a little bit cold, like the cold tap cold, not ice water. Don't be doing yeah. that. Right. So you have I mean, your three found... buckets. Sorry, Bubble. No, I was just going to say, I, I found that by the time you finish, there's, you're not knocking heaps off. I mean, you're going to get some that knock off just out of it is what it is. You're going to get some heads that fall off, but it's not anything significant. It's not like you, yeah, it's not like a bubble, uh, a bubble wash unless you're really cold on that last bucket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you, you, people get concerned as well about uh, losing cannabinoids, you know, CBD and THC and shit like that from the water. And these, the cannabinoids are not water soluble, so they'll be fine when you dip them in water. But sometimes you can lose terpenes by doing this, and specific terpenes are going to get lost because they're more soluble in water than others. But you shouldn't lose too many, and you just don't want to be too vigorous when you're in the water as well. And just just a little swill around. Don't be fucking stirring it up like it was a cup of coffee that and dissolved properly. You know, just uh, it's like in one of those golf ball washing machines, just. Mm -hmm. yeah you don't <laughs> want to do that gently gently just dip it in you know take, take your bud after it's been trimmed put it in the first bucket give it a little swill put it in the second little swill third bucket little swill nice and easy done then just hang the thing you know and so you're it's gonna, a swill, not an agitation yeah, yeah that's right because the agitation that's that's the uh oh. that's the important agitation. thing agitation <laughs> That's right. You know what Frenchie would say. You know, you got. It's all about the agitation with, with uh, <laughs> making the hash, and you don't want to do that. You're not trying to make hash. You're just trying to clean your buds here. You don't yeah. want to lose any trichomes if you can help it. So gentle, gentle. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's and not a long process either. That's the the other side of that. It's not. It's not like you're soaking. You're literally dipping, swill, move to the mm -hmm. next bucket. Yeah. But from start to finish, it's like no more than a minute. Oh yeah, oh. like ten seconds in each but in each bucket, twenty seconds max. That should be plenty. Yeah. As I understood it, you're just basically trying to float the debris off the buds mm -hmm. more than yeah. actually scrub anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that's it. You know, as you move your way through the buckets as well, you'll see that the water gets cleaner and cleaner as you're moving off, especially if you do have dirty plants. And you can see this as well. You know, when you are like on your fans, when you have your fan in your grow room. Over time, as it spins around constantly all the time, then you'll see it gathering up debris and shit on the blades. And if you're seeing that often, then it means that your buds are also getting all that dust covering them as well. You know, some people like to smoke around their grow room, and that kind of smoke will cause uh, debris on the plants as well. So you have to be careful of that kind of shit. You don't want that on your buds, man. You don't be smoking that. So, so to do that, will probably increase the flavor of your buds to improve it rather than diminishing it by losing a few terpenes here and there. So bear that in mind, you know? And you're only really going to get rid of the terpenes on the outside of the buds as well. On the inside of the buds, they're all locked in. 
and it can't really be getting out. You're just trying to wash off what's on the surface of the buds here. So, yes, dip in bucket one, give it 20 seconds, you know, just swilling it around a little, and then bucket two, 20 seconds, bucket three, 20 seconds, and then you're going to hang the buds up. It's nice and easy. It's pretty much just as simple as that. Now, I've heard and, some people that will hang the buds in front of a, a gently blowing fan so you get air movement across them, dry them quickly. Is that but, is that something that you did, Bubble Hawk, or do you just hang them in? The yeah, and not for long. Um, yeah. So I, ideally, it's just to take the majority of that um, that moisture off before you then hang it in a room that's going to be, you know, like, I mean, once you start, once you've wet it, it's going to, uh, it's going like that plant matter biomass is still going to be wet. So you, you really do want to give it a bit. Um, I left it for about an hour um, mm-hmm. with just a gentle breeze over it. And that was enough. And then it was straight into the, into the tent from there. There you go. Yeah. And that's the important thing. You know, you want to make sure that all the big droplets of water are off the plant. And after it's been out of bucket three, you know, you want to give it a shake uh, uh, just to try and, you know, we centrifugal forces, try and just get the water to flick off from the outside and then hang it in front of the fan with the fan on high for, you know, like an hour. Our hour should be enough. And that should get the majority of the water off it. And then you're pretty much good. I mean, that, that, that's it. And then the important thing is, like we said, there, is to make sure that all the big droplets of water are off the buds. If you leave them in there, then it's going to increase the chances of uh, mold spores germinating. You don't want that happening because then you just get bud rot. Yep. But it's important to do, you know, make sure that them, them big blotches that's, of water are gone. That, that's probably that's, a good point is that it's not going to wash off bud rot. Just it's mm. that's not what you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. Even with the hydrogen peroxide dips, that's, you know, that's for sort of powdery mildew. It's It's not. Like, yes, it might kill it, but it's not going to remove it. So it's still not safe. If you're finding bud rot, just chuck that, chuck mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, not worth your health. That's right, man. And I think we covered that in the bud rot episode. It's like, you don't use rotted buds for anything, man. That goes to your worms. Let your worms eat that in the, uh, in the worm farm or just throw it away, compost it. Don't try and consume it for yourself. It's mm-hmm. not cool. You don't be doing none of that shit. But washing buds like this will not really increase the risk of bud rot and mold growing on your buds. You just have to uh, make sure that the big droplets of water have been dried off. You know, as we briefly mentioned there as well, if you have powdery mildew, there's the um, you can add hydrogen peroxide. Now, I'm not sure the amount you're supposed to use. It's only a little bit. You know, you put a little bit into the uh, into bucket one, and that will help get rid of all the nasty contaminants and shit. I don't know. It just just always seemed funky to me to use hydrogen peroxide. Maybe it's just because the fucking, the name, you know, hydrogen peroxide. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't sound good to smoke, does it? No, but I mean, again, if you're, if you're rinsing it properly, and this is the whole point Mm -hmm. of having two buckets, as long as you're rinsing it properly, you know, and you're not letting it sit and soak in that hydrogen peroxide, you, it's it's only going to sort of take off that outside, um, you know, the the outside powdery mildew and and dirt and stuff, and then off you go like that. And and to be a hundred percent clear, it's not going to get rid of everything. It that's mm. it's not a cure all. Sometimes, if you've got powdery mildew bad enough, 
there is nothing you can do about it. It just is what it is. Um, this may help in some instances, but it's not a cure-all. It's not going to immediately fix every time you've got powdery mildew. Mm-hmm. But if you have bugs, you know, if you have spider mites, aphids, you know, thrips, and they've been lurking around your buds for a while, man, then washing your buds is going to be a good idea. And you'll see the mm. carcasses of these little bastards just floating on the top of the water after they've drowned the death they deserved. You know, living <laughs> rent free on your cannabis. Who the fuck but do they think they are? If you're washing your buds to get rid of, like, to help get rid of, say, thrips or something like that, does that mean not mean that they've been living on your plant up until harvest time? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bad mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, that's nature, isn't it? The bugs will right. live on your plants, man. And yeah, when you're growing outdoors, and we discussed this briefly on the uh, predatory bugs episode last week, then nature has its balance, you know, where you've got the good bugs and the bad bugs and they just fight against each other. You'll have bugs living on your plant, but it's always kept at the economic threshold so it doesn't get too much. But when you're, uh, when you're growing indoors, then it's not going to be, you know, unless you introduce them predatory bugs into the grow room, then they won't be there. So insects like aphids and spider mites can just fucking breed and grow all over your plant. And when you're in the flowering stage there and you don't want to be using any pesticides, you know, so sometimes it's just better to just leave them to do their thing and yeah. try and reduce the numbers a little bit by using sticky traps and shit like that. And so you're going to be left with some uh, bugs on the plant if, if that was the situation you was in. And so... It's also the the same reason we harp on about being clean in your grow rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you're not going to, it doesn't matter. Outdoors, if you're growing outdoors, you're going to have a bug on there, at least mm-hmm. one. It, it is what it is. But indoors, the whole point is you're controlling everything. So if you're controlling everything, try and keep everything as clean as you can going in. Don't be bringing stuff in from outside. That's how all these happen. Every time I've heard of someone getting an infestation, whether it be spider mites, thrips, um, you know, not so much fungus gnats, those little bastards come out of everywhere. But the you know, mm-hmm. those things all come from outside. Like they have to get in somehow. So either you're bringing them in or yeah. they're coming in on something else like clones or whatever. So keeping it as clean as possible is your biggest, yeah. um, your, your, your best way of keeping it from happening. Chilbert had a good point there in the chat as well. He said, would you rather smoke bug shit or chemical pesticides? Yeah, it's pretty simple, in my opinion. You know, I'd rather take a good talk of that good shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's organic. It's okay, you know? <laughs> protein. But, yeah, protein. That's right. That's right. Especially if you're adding it to edibles, you know? And it's good for the gut biome and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, man, it, it's definitely better to um, yeah, have a few... Uh, insect frass piles on your buds <laughs> rather than yeah. fucking Monsanto chemicals. You know what I'm saying? God damn, that's Well, nasty. it does seem like not a like a, yeah, I'd rather smoke the bug shit too because I think I read something sometime, the amount, like the number of spiders people eat in a year anyway. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've always wondered about that so, one. It's like, who the fuck is counting that? You know? I don't just know. A, but it's just waking up in the middle like, of the night with a mouthful of spiders. Right, no. so you're already eating spiders. Oh. What's a little bug shit? Yeah, you know, it's nature, man. It's nature. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill right. you, hopefully. You know, and uh, Hippie Zombie in the chat there, he also brought up a good, or they were also brought up a good point. Said, uh, 
Think of a car parked outside all summer. Now wipe your hand on the car. It's the same stuff on your plants outside. And that's yeah. it, man. You know, this shit gathers up. Yeah. So, Bobby, you were saying sorry? Oh, I've lost it, bro. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> too, you... too high for my own good at this point. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's just one of those things, man. This shit does gather up on your plants over time. And most of the time it's going to be okay. But in certain situations, you know, if in a couple of years ago, we had some dust storm here in the UK that came over from the Sahara and it was just fucking sand over everything, man. If you have plants growing outside, that's going to be on your buds. You don't want that shit. You know, then you, well, you get the Sahara dust every year over here. Mm-hmm. All it's the way, the wrong way. Get there. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, use your own initiative, man. Use your own prerogative. And if you think that your buds need washing, then fucking feel free to do so, man. It's not going to cause much damage, you know. You just uh, do it carefully. Make sure that the big droplets are off the plant before you, you properly hang it to dry, and you'll be fine from there, man. <clears throat> After about an hour and all the big droplets have got, just reduce your fan down to its normal speed so it's just moving air around the grow room rather than trying to blow water off the plants. You know, and then just resume the normal drying conditions. Pretty easy. Hmm. Hmm. I found when I oh, washed plants, always... it took the plant wax off and washed buds dry. Yeah, two times faster. Yeah. I've seen a few people say that before, but the, uh, after you've washed the buds, it dries faster. And I don't know how true that is. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, maybe people are just forgetting to turn their fan down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just leaving the cyclone running the entire you know, dry period. Fucking going back in there after two days and be like, it's dry. How's it dry? Uh, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, maybe that's why the does case, it taste like hey? Mm-hmm. That's, you don't want to speed up the drying process, you know. You you want to keep it uh at least yeah. seven days, ten days, fourteen days if you can for that drying process to make sure that the chlorophyll breaks down. Uh, and you can so. always take a few tops and wash them and leave the rest and mm. make up your mind later. You know, mm-hmm. it just, you, if you, if you run an outdoor at least once, give it a crack and look at how much crap comes off your bud. Cause it's a lot. You'd mm-hmm. be surprised how much stuff's caught up in, in those little uh, crevices. Huh. I wonder if they uh, com- wash commercial outdoor growth. Uh, you reckon? I don't <laughs> know. But you're thinking about how much dirt comes off. I'm thinking like, I wonder mm. what they do. Because well, it has to be tested, I, you know? You'd, you'd want, yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. Once you start going, you know, and they're doing tests and all that um, for mold and stuff, you'd, they, they'd probably not wash it out of fear of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it's freeze-dried anyway. It comes off the plant, goes into big freeze-drying racks. Mm. So it's... Um, and Chilbert has well, a, a lovely little thing to say here. The insect shit is made from your cannabis plant via insect mouth to anus. Oh, yeah. God. Brilliant. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that, Chilbert. Visualize that, everybody. Visualize that. Insect. It, okay, <laughs> it, it may still yeah. contain some cannabinoids plus frast herbs. Delicious. Right, Sounds yeah. delicious, Chilbert. Oh, Sounds well, You know, delicious. we do like those dog shit terps. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that frast terp, that's a, that's a rough one. Though. Uh, mm, I love that. Get that hint of brass in the background. Mm. What's that? Is that ladybird? Is that ladybird <laughs> shit? Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Mm, that's some tasty shit, man. Mm-mm. Is there aphids on this? Mm-mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Can't wait to tuck into some aphids. <laughs> you know, and there is a guide for bud washing as well over at postiesgrowroom.com. And as you said, there is a video specifically for the hydrogen peroxide wash if you had powdery mildew on your plants over on Jorge Cervantes' YouTube channel. So if you just do a search for that, you'll be able to find it easy enough. It's a pretty big video. So, you know, if you want to wash your buds in either way to get the powdery mildew off, then check out Jorge's video. And if you just want to wash it just to get debris off and stuff, then use the method we've mentioned here with the three buckets of water, two warm, one cold, and with the first bucket having uh, the lemon juice and the baking soda in it. And it's really as easy as that, man. Dip it in one bucket, dip it in the second bucket, rinse it off in the third, hang the shit to dry. Nice and easy. You won't lose much from it. So give it a shot if you want to. Of course, it's your buds, man. It's your decision. So if you have any questions and need any help, then, you know, you can find us over at PersiusGrowRoom.com and we're always happy to help you out. Man. So come and ask questions if you have any. Is there anything to add here? Anything to add? Anybody want to add anything else here to the bud washing thing? No, I don't. I think yeah. we pretty well covered it. Mm-hmm. No, that's about it, really. There's not much to add there. Well, for those of you who grow outdoors, do you typically always wash your buds? Uh, I don't really grow outdoors. I mean, to the panel or to anybody in the chat? I would only find it necessary if it was like, if the plant was clearly dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if something significant happened, like, you know, fires in California, for example, and loads of ash came along and landed on the buds, maybe you right. want to wash it then, and that might only save it a little bit. It might still be damaged after that. You know, if if a dust storm flow, flies over, then yeah, I'd consider that. But that was a good point that was brought up in the chat by the hippie zombie saying, um, check how much dust a car gathers outside during the summer, right. especially if you're near if you're near a road. Yeah, you know that, and also the talk of bugs and bug shit. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, near a road. That's that's another good point. You're gonna get brake dust and shit in the air. Like that's mm-hmm. gonna end up all through your stuff. So you know, and that would have heavy metals in it. Shit, you don't want that, do you? Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. Well, there can also be like, could there not be like pollen from other plants floating around in the air and like all, all oh, kinds yeah. of other shit? Yeah. Yeah. The more we oh, talk yeah. about it, the more I'm like, I should be washing everything. We're <laughs> <laughs> freaking March out. March is getting itchy. But you know, you really nothing to lose by trying it out, you know, and you can always try it out in just a few buds and leave the rest of the plants as you usually would have and then you can know for future grows if you wanted to do it again or not you know mm-hmm. don't so need to uh, does it take longer for the bud to dry afterwards like no only like half hour to an hour you just the oh, okay. the water will drip off most of it and, right you know because what i mean it's hard to describe an audio but say if you get the the stem of at the bottom of the bud in between mm-hmm. your hands and you like rub it like that, you know, then that will spin yep. the bud round pretty quickly. And that will get mm-hmm. rid of a shitload of the water on it just because of the centrifugal forces, you know, because you're spinning it around really fast. And that'll get rid of a lot. And then if you just put it in front of a, a fan that's on pretty heavy for an hour or so, then the air, the air circulation will make a lot of the water evaporate pretty easily as well. Mm-hmm. So you can get rid of the, a lot of the water just by doing that. Right, so you're not really extending the overall drying time or anything like that. No, no, not really. No, and you know, and if, if any plants, sorry, if any, but, yeah. 
No, I was going to say, if anything, you're just extending your harvest time. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's oh. it. Only, only by a bit, so it doesn't take too long. Uh, what was I going to say there? Damn, I've forgotten. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. We've, I think we've already said it. was just going to uh, reiterate something. That's all. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's what it was. It was, you know, when plants are grown outdoors, they get rained on pretty often. Mm-hmm. You know, so cannabis plants do get wet and they do carry on just fine. So don't be too concerned about getting your plants wet and stuff. Just make sure that they're properly dry when you're hanging them to dry. You know, make sure all the water's yeah. off. And you'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. Do it. <laughs> it's mostly Maui Wowie, but it's got some ladybird in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice, Dr. Evil. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on to a couple of these listener mail questions because we've got some interesting ones here, man. Well, a couple of questions and uh, something from another listener as well, which is not necessarily a question, but just a, 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 a I would say a short Mackie rant there, but it's a pretty long one. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. We'll start off with Turtle here. Turtle says, what are your thoughts on some of these new age plants pushing one, 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 one of cannabinoids, like THC, THCV, CBD, and CBDV, etc. Interesting. I don't know much about this, really. I mean, I like the the plants where it's a one one THC mixed with CBD. They're nice, man. I mean, specifically the CBD cream and cheese from Seedsman, which I've grown many times before. But that's not necessarily a one one. They might say it is, but it's not really the case. Mm-hmm. When the plant's grown, it's always a little bit different. I think Chilbert had his tested. And it was uh, like eight percent, eight percent THC with fifteen percent CBD or something. But still, to to have a plant that's grown specifically, you know, even across four different cannabinoids uh, as one part, you know, one 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 one, that's going to be difficult to do, man. What does anybody else think of this? Anybody else want to chime in for this one? What I mean, do you think about if, this? if they can make it happen, I'm you know, I'm all for it. I love the fact that, you know, we didn't even have much knowledge about THCV uh, five years ago, and now we're actually cultivating for the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that that's great. But I mean, I've heard time and time again, people who buy the one, one strains or something like that, specifically those strains, when they have them tested, they're not always that way. And a lot of that has to do with the cannabinoids can actually mature at different times. You have to harvest it at exactly the right point, or maybe you fed it something or the soil was different. One cannabinoid takes a little higher than another. I think the people that I know that are growing medically and trying to achieve these numbers find it more advantageous to actually blend their own, like grow a CBD strain and a, and a THC strain and a THCV strain, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. manually mix those to get the effect that they're looking for. But mm-hmm. hey, if somebody can grow, can actually breed it to be specific like that, I'm all for it. I'll grow it. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to see plants with more THCV in. That would be very cool to see them. African sativas. Yeah, even even when it is in the plants, it's bit. really small percentage, isn't it? It's not massive. It depends yeah. on if some of them out there. They got some new ones out there. I think I saw some one that was advertising six, over six percent THCV. So oh, there really? are some breeders out there that are really pushing these things. But if I'm consuming that, how do I know I'm consuming the THCB? Like, how do I know that? Placebo. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is it worth paying extra for the... It's for the very uplifting right and very energetic. It's that mm-hmm. African mm-hmm. sativa high, that very, you know, right. very high, uh, hay-centric kind of feeling, that really good 
energetics thing. Yeah. Well, Durban poison's a big one. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, Tangy Girl Scout cookies. Congolese, yeah, yeah. I think this is just one of these things that'll be done in the future, where you can buy the separate cannabinoids and combine them together. You know, like in an extract form. Uh, Ed Rosenthal spoke about it at one point as well, where they are trying to genetically modify yeast. So instead of producing alcohol, it uh, it produces cannabinoids instead, and then you'll be able to just buy like oils of THC, THCV, CBD, CBDV. And mix them together as you wanted to, you know, to get a specific mix. That'd be the best idea. If you're looking for consistency like that on the one, 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 then it's better to do it that way because you're not going to get a plant that grows that way consistently, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but good question, though. It's a very, very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, is that even oh right yeah so yeah this is from atp this because we move on to the next one there there's atp has got a long one here i'm an avid podcast listener and i appreciate all the knowledge the show has provided me i opted to support the podcast on patreon thank you very kindly sir uh because it is so very impactful thank you all for sharing your knowledge with the world yeah yeah you know thanks for listening bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it always shocks me you know that people listen to the show and, and appreciate it you know we're just all a bunch of stoners that right? just enjoy speaking about cannabis and just you know sharing what knowledge we have with people who also enjoy cannabis it's a pleasure to do it but anyway he continues with uh, my concern is that the emergency medical providers on the front lines so to speak cannot effectively deal with their issues i.e ptsd Alcohol is readily available uh, medium and sometimes seems to be encouraged to mitigate mental health issues. My argument is that alcohol is extremely inefficient at this task. However, while legal cannabis is available at the state level in the USA, it is still federally illegal. So until cannabis is federally legal, the emergency medical providers that need it most cannot have access to the medicine. I know this has been said before, but the, th- the folks that need the medicine the most do not have legal access to it. As a frontline worker, I feel this is a huge problem that isn't discussed enough. I acknowledge that we need to take care of our military veterans first. However, we should not forget about the folks who also ensure our health and safety. Now, P.S. Feel free to share these thoughts with the panel. Love you wow. all. Yes. This sounds like something Dr. Grinspoon, we talked to him about this in his interview. He was talking about how he thought that doctors could benefit from the use of cannabis instead of alcohol after hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the AMA frowns heavily on their using uh, any kind of cannabis or anything like that. So it sounds like exactly what he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so crazy that they have a medicine that can help these people, but they're not allowed to touch it. Mm-hmm. And we had that um, article not so long back as well, where it said people who are using cannabis in the UK are not available, not allowed to have treatment on the NHS for psychological problems. Remember that one? Oh, that's but right. You did too. But they're probably using the cannabis to treat psychological problems. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that exactly. regular medicine won't help. It's just it's shocking the stigma. Yeah, the stigma is so bad, man. And imagine how much PTSD you're suffering when you have to work in a hospital around people who are dying every fucking day. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, for how exactly. far we've come, we're still so far behind. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just years and years of propaganda against it. Well, that's, I mean, that's the biggest issue I think we face is that there's still people out there that, um, and people in power in the positions we need um, more forward-thinking people to be in. That's that's the problem. The, the people that are making the decisions have grown up and been force-fed propaganda for most of their life. And mm-hmm. so that's their view, jaded as it may be. It's unfortunate that we, you know, we're only starting to see more progressive um, people come into parliament and into positions of power where changes can be made. Um, and it's sad that people like, um, you know, ATP and other frontline workers have to deal with this and then have to either choose alcohol or or other methods um just well, so fucking not... the, the prescription meds you know dr peter yeah. grinspoon was addicted to opioids for a while you know he has a book about that shit and it's yep. so easy for doctors to fall into that trap where they're taking uppers and downers to try and stay awake and get to sleep at different times and it's readily yeah. available too mm-hmm. it's so accessible it's so was bad it you? Was it you guys? You were talking to someone recently, and I didn't catch the interview, but I think I think it was when I was listening back to it, and they were and they were, oh no, it might have been another podcast I was listening to. Anyway, what? long story short, yeah, <laughs> I do listen to more than just us. Um, they were they were saying that the way in which the opiate thing came about was that over in the states, and this is from what I was listening to. I may be completely wrong here. But they were saying that it was to do with the patents. And so at, at a point, like you only get a specific time with a patent on some, on on medications. And mm. so the company that developed oxycodone had a patent for it. And then it got to the point where they had to renew the patent. But instead of renewing the patent, it's easier for them just to mess around with it a little bit and then mm. get a new patent. And mm-hmm. so then that's how hydrocodone became a thing. And then so they were saying that they they basically were pushing uh, medical professionals to then go, oh, well, it's non-addictive. You know, it's a non-addictive version of oxycodone. It's, he- oh, it's heaps better. You know, push them onto this, push them onto this. And then the next minute they're just addicted to another opiate. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that cycle, I think he was saying. And that's that's the biggest issue they have is that there's, the, the these companies aren't they don't care they're about the money because the amount of money they mm-hmm. lose if they get told like you know we're talking billions of dollars yeah, so yeah. if they and they, if they, and they keep trying to call, fucking make out to us like they're they're helping us with our health and shit it's not the fucking case at all is it no 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 if they cared about your health they're out of business mm-hmm. that's that's the thing you know at, at the end of the day pharmaceutical companies are a business they need to make money and if you're healthy they ain't making money a patient cured is a customer lost i've used that saying at some point this week somewhere else as well it's just it's absolutely fucking shocking about this is the way things go and this is what happens when you have healthcare for profit it's just the the end result of a healthy patient it's just not what you want is it you just need to keep making more money by keeping people ill so bad man pseudo ill even you know just keep them on the regimen keep them on a prescription that way you can control that 
You keep, yeah. you, you're constantly in their pocket and you're constantly controlling them because, oh, you have to do what I tell you to because you're on my prescription. That's oh, suf- suffering from some side effects from that one here. Take oh. these extra ones, mm-hmm. little bipo- you know. But make sure to just... come and see me again next month because I have to see yeah. you again next month. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Ugh. What, what a loop that was. Yeah, see, and it's it's different in the States. Um, like it's it's becoming bad here where we used to be able to bulk bill. Um, so you know, you you'd not be out of pocket for, for healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's at the point where the government rebate to doctors is so far like so much less than what they get normally mm-hmm. because of the, the cost of living and everything going up and inflation, whatever else, right? They're, they're a lot of places have now decided they're not going to bulk bill. So now it's costing you like $80, if not more. I know some people pay $120, $130 to go and see a doctor, just a local GP, right? And that's it's pretty much the same in the States, isn't it? Like there's unless you you're on um healthcare, you you're paying for all of this. And it depends it starts upon, to get Yeah, it does. It depends upon their insurances. Most most People, I've, I've always been on private insurances most of my life. It all depends upon the policies of what your co-pays are. If you have very good insurance, you have zero co-pays. And the worst insurance you'll have, you know, quite a bit of co-pay you'll have to be doing. Now. But yeah, it's... What I mean, when if doctor, you're... When you, doctors are constantly running you back and forth there, your co-pays start adding up fast. Yeah. I mean, and if you're in a position where you can't afford health insurance... Uh, which is uh, we, yeah so there's something called that, indigent care that they do here where basically you can't afford to pay your bills but but they're still required by law to make sure that you're not going to die yeah but then you oh. you know they they nurse you back to health and then send you the bill yeah but indig- if you don't pay the bill after so long uh there's each state has a fund set up that that the hospitals kind of share split up okay. for the amount of unpaid bills kind of thing like that but it doesn't cost it does not cover the full cost it does not fully at the hospital recoup um healthcare in, in the states it's it, i guarantee it's just as bad as it is over there it's just it's different but it's just as bad yeah oh no i'm I look i mean we we've got some of the best um the best healthcare in the world i'm not i'm not saying we don't mm-hmm. but i'm saying is as, as a as for people that don't have health insurance yeah. Um, and for people that are already struggling to to put food on the table, to then have an illness or an ailment that they need to consistently be going back and forth from a hospital or from the doctors mm-hmm. and uh, to and from scans and things like that. Sure, yeah. Where do you find the money? Well, like where where you know you have to. That's part of, part of unfortunately part of the American dream is being able to pay for your own uh, health care. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 What about in Canada? How is it in Canada, Marge? Uh, well, I mean, I don't pay to go to the doctor, if that's what you're asking. So that's mm-hmm. kind of nice. Most of our, But I pay for medications, unless you're under some kind of program. I pay for all my own meds. But there's a lot of things that aren't covered. Like, there's definitely that privatization creep that's coming in. Like, I pay to mm-hmm. go to the dentist. I probably need to go see the eye doctor soon, because I feel like my eyes have been getting worse lately. That's going to cost me money um your doctors all that extra shit often costs money yeah that's pretty much the same as the uk right now yeah mm. yeah i Bad mean there's man. still like a lot of stuff you don't pay for 
which is good, but there's definitely that creep coming in where you feel, I feel like sometimes you're paying for more and more stuff. And some of it's pretty basic stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. The missus, she has problems with her feet and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she has to go see this chiropodist. I think that's, that's what it's called. And it, it used to be NHS thing, but nowadays it's, uh, they only treat that specific condition if you're a diabetic. So if you're not diabetic, you have to go and get the treatment elsewhere. You have to go private for the, uh, Right. Foot care. And then you pay and to go see a doc, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, she oh. pays, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred quid or something to go see a doctor. And it, this is just going to keep increasing. This is the way the NHS is heading, you know, this uh, public healthcare system. And this is just going to slowly more and more be moved into the private system. And what gets me is we pay a fucking substantial amount of tax here in the UK to cover yeah. the NHS. And when they've, they're so slowly selling off the NHS, you know, and just bringing it to the point where it doesn't work properly anymore because it's been drained of its resources so much. Then they could be like, oh, look, the NHS doesn't work. Just go over there to the private healthcare of my friends. That's how it's fucking working. You know, there's money, there's money to pay for the fucking NHS, man. They just want to send it off to fucking Ukraine and shit. No offense, Ukraine. But, you know, what the fuck, man? We've got big problems here in this country, like a fail, failing healthcare system. We're just sending out money to fucking other places, man. It's like it's still with our fucking problems. And we had that whole Brexit thing, and there was a big bus there. Well, you might not know this not being in the UK, but, you know, there's a big bus going around the country being like, if we left the European Union, we'd have 350 million every week to give to the NHS. Have we? Uh, uh that's not happening. <laughs> no, no, and it hasn't happened. You know, the, the NHS is probably getting 350 million less every week since then. Yeah. You know, it's fucking absolute joke, man. It's an absolute joke. And of course, public health care is going to be a burden on any fucking society, man, especially when it's mistreated and misused by so many people. But at the end of the day, what's the alternative to just let poor people die in the fucking gutter of preventable diseases. When people can't afford to go and see the doctor over a simple, uh, simple treatment that could have saved their lives, essentially, they just let it get worse and worse to the point where they need to go and have operations on it. When they, if they just visited the doctor in the first place, it wouldn't have got to the stage where it, they gets to, where it needs a shitload of money invested in it to make a person fucking better. But instead, they're just happy to let people die in the streets because it ain't their people. These rich motherfuckers who run these countries, they've got the money for the private healthcare. They can go pay 50 fucking grand to go and have a leg cast put on or whatever the fuck it is they want. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you see people who can't get access to a wheelchair when they need it. It's just fucking, it's just, this is not what a civilized society is supposed to be, man. And to look at the future where we've got private healthcare that is based on the amount of money somebody has, it's just, it's shocking, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's scary, you know, where people want to go and have children, but they can't afford to have children because it costs 10 grand to have a fucking baby. People can't afford a bowl of fucking rice to feed their kids. Never mind 10 grand to fucking have one. So it's absolute joke, man. Pri private healthcare scares the shit out of me. And it just makes me grateful that I've been living in the UK during a period of time where we've had the NHS that has been somewhat functional because in 20 years time, it's not going to exist. And my kids won't know the privilege of having healthcare that they can just fall back on when they need it. You know, if they feel ill, they can go to the doctors and get fucking help. That won't be available to them like it was for us. 
It's a damn shame, man. This is not the way things are supposed to be going. You just see billionaires just making billions and billions, you know, made more billionaires this year than ever before. You know, people just keep getting richer and richer. Why the poor people just get poorer and poorer. And it's not as if the basic needs are even met nowadays. Why we've got people just scooping up billions and billions and storing them in their Scrooge McDuck Tower. It's going to swim around in gold fucking coins while everybody else starves. <laughs> You know, it's a fucking joke, man. It's a joke. And it winds me up. You know, I know I always go on these fucking Mackie rants, but it just, it, there's something that needs to fucking change at some point. Because if we keep heading in this direction, man, humanity has a very dark future, in my opinion. Mm. <laughs> until the until the MPs take a pro, uh, pay cut to serve the community, I won't trust any of them. No. That's Even just... then. Still hard. <laughs> yeah, greed and corruption has <laughs> just taken over, man. It's bad. Because like, you know, you, you you guys went through a similar thing. I think um, with like the middle of the the pandemic, and all the MPs are getting fucking pay rises and telling everyone to stay at home. Like, stay mm -hmm. at home, don't go out. We're just going to take hey. a little bit extra money. Like, the but fuck, you, man? you know what we did? We went out there and we clapped our hands for the NHS. That's what we did. Here you go. Here's a round of applause for the NHS. Yay! Can we can we have oh, yeah. a can we have a pay rise that's in line with inflation, please? No, you're talking crazy. <laughs> no, the <laughs> NHS are in fucking strike and shit. But God, take damn, this. Sorry, but take this. There you go. Mm. No pay raise. You can have that. Clap. I mean, here's a round of applause. Stop complaining. Here's yeah. your clap. Stop <laughs> complaining. Yeah, then uh, you feel better, right? God we paid. We, we, uh, yeah, we paid pharmaceutical companies billions of dollars for the poison to stick in your arm. So go nuts. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, oh, can't, can't just say just the poison in the arms like that. Get a flag. I, get a flag. I didn't say what poison. Oh, oh right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I hope that was uh, an appropriate rant there for you, ATP. Thank you for encouraging us to <laughs> to take that shit yeah. on. It's, it is just a fast man, and we're just not looking after the the people in society that keeps the you know the pillars of our society, the people who fucking who keep us upheld and stop us from falling into the gutter. We're not looking after those people, man. God damn. No, and this guy is a first responder type. You know, he's an emergency medical type, and, and he understands that cannabis is not dangerous. There you go. You know? Yeah, funny that. Really? Mm -hmm. the, people, the people that are living it understand, but... Uh, it's the lawmakers that don't get it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that's about it. Let's wrap this shit up, man, and move on to the outro. <laughs> Because uh, we could just fucking rant forever about this shit and it's not <laughs> yeah. going to change. It's like ending it on a low note there, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it just has to be done that way. <laughs> oh, well. Take this one and go with it. Yeah, but, but where can we end it on? What can we end on a good note here? Um, summertime's coming for us in the Northern Hemisphere. That's what we have. So make sure you got some nice plants growing outdoors. How's that? Fuck it. It's cold That's down here. Awesome. Fuck off with your summer. Yeah, okay. sorry, sorry about that. We're all everyone. still upright and alive and breathing, so that's something to be grateful for. Always. And we live in a constant abundance as well, despite all the problems in the world. You know. No, Tell I us a joke, that's Mackie. True. That's it. We'll finish it with a Mackie joke, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, here goes. What animal comes in pint? It comes in pints. 
Elephants. Elephants. Oh, you filthy <laughs> fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, it's a damn good show. Let's move on to the outro. Yeah. <laughs> And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. Again, we have a little bit of a different schedule next week where it will just be interviews. So I hope you enjoyed those interviews and move back to our normal schedule on the week after. But I just want to remind you all, you know, head over to percysgrowroom.com. We've got some real good comps going up there at the moment. We've got some more lined up as well. So if you want to try and win some free stuff like grow lights and cannabis seeds and free merchandise, we've got some real cool merch recently and you can come and win some. But you have to be a member of Percy's. So get over to Percy'sGrowRoom.com and sign up, man. It's absolutely free and it would be an absolute pleasure to have you over there as part of the community. So, you know, do us a favor, come and join us over at Percy's. But as usual, thank you for being here and downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. It would be great if you could share the show with somebody, but of course, no pressure there. Just thank you very much for being here and listening to the show. We appreciate it. But that's it for this week. We'll catch you on Monday for an interview with Breeder Steve and then Wednesday and then Friday. You know, we've got that different week next week. So I hope you stay high and I hope you stay safe and we'll catch you next week, man. Have a good one and stay super high and all that. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.